We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. The Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that the Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. I'm your host, USU, former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host and producer, Julie Kraftchik, as we explore this crazy dateable world. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show all about modern dating, where we really try to dig into the whys of people's behavior and what drives them to do the things that they do when it comes to dating, relationships, love, and sex. And that includes your own motives for your own mm-hmm. behavior. We're still in the off season. We're ramping up for season 12, which is going to be another groundbreaking, amazing season. But in the meantime, we have these bonus episodes for you that Julie and I planned out. And this episode in particular is about bad advice we've received (laughs) or have heard from dating coaches in the past. Yes, yes. I think everyone could. I feel like the advice ones are always super popular, but I love the angle of bad advice because we all know at Dateable, we're not like rules followers. We don't love like hard, fast advice. And I think historically in the dating coaching realm and you know, like the bad dating books that we got were all about like black and white advice. And mm-hmm. part of why I think that has inspired us to make Dateable for that reason alone to debunk some of it. And let's just unravel that a little bit. Why <laughs> is it that the world is filled with bad dating advice, especially for these dating experts and coaches? Because it is easier when you have very concrete rules, when you mm-hmm. put things into black and white, when you make them so clear that that it's marketable, right? Yep. So you, from a business standpoint, it makes sense because that's what sells your books. That's what sells your audiobooks, et cetera. But we really believe that there is no one universal rule for dating. So how could there be all this advice and rules out there that apply for, to e- everybody, but they could possibly apply to some people. Uh, we've gathered just some of the the advice that we think just really do not apply for to anybody anymore. Maybe they're just more outdated, right, Julie? Yeah, this was kind of a fun exercise to do. 
dig up some of the bad advice. Um, I actually found an article that we contributed to as well. It wasn't bad advice from a dating coach, but it was <laughs> bad dating advice from one of your married friends. That was the mm-hmm. context of it. I remember when we got that, we'll have reporters reach out to us to contribute to articles. And I remember when that one came through with HuffPo, we were both like, yep, we got a lot. We got a lot of options Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. There's just bad advice out there circulating all the time. And maybe sometimes we should just be like the bad advice police. Yeah, <laughs> like, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to say, though, like married friends don't always have bad advice. I think like sometimes they are out of touch with the dating world. So sometimes that advice can be tough. But I do think that they bring a different perspective of someone that may not be as in it also. So I do want to say that like, I feel like I have valued a lot of the advice my married friends have told me. So I don't want to say like, we've just all reported it as bad. But there's been a few that have stood out that were just like, wait, what? Yeah, Julie's trying to salvage her (laughs) friendships right now. (laughs) So no, my married friends are legit sometimes. I swear. There was one. One of our friends was like, here's this guy. I think one of you guys should date him, right? Do you remember this? We were at... How can I forget? (laughs) We were at a Dreamforce party for anyone not in San Francisco, like tech like I mean I think most people even if you're not in it's San Francisco it's a tech Coachella has probably okay. heard about Dreamforce so like Salesforce obviously major thing but they would have all these like parties and we're at a party and my friend's co-worker was gonna like meet us and she like shows the photo to UA and I and she's like one of you guys should date him we're like yeah he's really cute this is when we were both single and <laughs> then she's like yeah he's married with three kids we're like what <laughs> why would you even show us him and she She's like, oh, they'll probably break up soon. The ironic part is now she's married with two kids. But <laughs> <laughs> well, the best part was she had no evidence to no. support this claim. She was just like, due to statistics. Right. We're like, are they unhappy? She's like, I don't know. I don't really know don't much know. about Never his personal them. life. We're like, what? Great. Thanks. So we're well, like, uh, so go after unavailable people. Yeah, that's that's bad advice. That's I don't care really what you're... Yeah. Great advice. Well, before we dive into this, I guess we really should talk about our event that's coming up this oh, week. Oh, yes. With yes. the sounding board. We're talking about schemas. If you haven't been around for the last episode, uh, not not the last episode, but we had an episode in season 11 about schemas with Dr. Abigail Lev. And schemas are basically like how you're wired and how how your uh, innate beliefs drive your behavior, which is like the tagline of our <laughs> podcast, right, basically. Exactly. But the schemas are very interesting because the more you learn about your own schemas and your partner's schemas or other people's schemas, the more you're able to find ways to communicate with them and communicate with yourself. So mm-hmm. it's a, a very powerful tool. And Dr. Lev is going to dive deeper into that. And it, we don't want to call it diagnose, but she can basically pinpoint your schemas by just asking you a few questions. It's like magic. But she's going to be doing a workshop. So for people that are new to Datable, we have a premium membership group called The Sounding Board, where there's multiple tiers. But one of our main kind of features that spans across a couple of the tiers is we do a monthly virtual live event. And they're Mm -hmm. all super interactive. They're not your average Zoom. We get it. You don't want to be on Zoom. These are not your average Zoom party. And we are doing like a full on workshop that I swear 
is probably like a couple hundred dollars like if you were to do this like outside of us so we're really lucky to have friends like Abigail and like people that are in our network that are like doing this and it's actually like something we keep saying is like we take it for granted the really cool people we're exposed to and it's pretty awesome that they're willing to spend their time and talk to all of you guys more in a small intimate environment and this is a great follow-up to the live stream that we had this week which was incredible we talked about core values and I think for UA and I this like theme of core values have just been kind of coming at all angles we've been Mm -hmm. recording season 12 we have some really great guests in store we're so excited about it and there's been a theme of like what really matters for the long haul and we also did the dry run with Dr. Abigail Lev of basically the workshop of turning schemas into your relationship values so this is basically just like a way to kind of extend on that even further. And just gaining more knowledge about yourself. It's always going to be more powerful. It's never going to hurt you. It will just make you into an even better partner for someone else or yourself. So mm-hmm. it's these are things that we really, we, we believe that we are in service of something when we have these workshops. We're in service of people to, to gain better control of their love lives and their own behaviors. So um, check it out, datablepodcast.com slash sounding board if you like more information about the sounding board in general or this event. Yeah, next month is most dateable contest. So we've already been getting the submissions in. So we're going to have kind of a community wide ability to come. We will be selling tickets a la carte too. And they actually are available right now. Datablepodcast.com slash events. That is currently live right now. And you can actually get your early bird tickets. The event will be on Thursday, February 18th. And And it will be um, free to sounding board members at the the tiers that include events. And then anyone that's at the tier that doesn't include events will still get a big discount. And then anyone that wants to just join like on as a one off can have that ability. You can use the code early bird all the way till next Thursday, and then they'll be back to full price. This is our version of a co-ed pageant without all the shallow and superficial things. We're trying to <laughs> find the most dateable for 2021 in our community. This will be a really fun, interactive, and entertaining event. Okay, I know you guys are, want us to get to the bad advice. We will, we will for sure. <laughs> First, we want to promote a great book. This episode is brought to you by a book called The Rancher Meets His Match by Kate Pierce. Here's a summary. For the hardworking folks of Morgantown, home really is where the heart is. But sometimes it takes leaving for a while to figure that out. In New York Times bestselling author Kate Pierce's fourth Millers of Morgan Valley novel, Caden Miller uses his carpenter skills to renovate a rundown neighboring ranch for the ailing owner, the father of his childhood nemesis, Julia Garcia. Can these two old foes ignore the sparks between them? Ooh, it's one of those like frenemy friends with benefits, I hate you, then I want to fuck you kind of situations. (laughs) If you want to learn more about this book, it's called The Rancher Meets His Match. You can find more about it at kensingtonbooks.com or wherever books are sold. And again, it's called The Rancher Meets His Match by Kate Pierce. Cool. So let shall we get back into it? I know, yeah, there's so much bad advice out there, like we said. Um, I think the one that stood out to me first that I saw was just just pretend you're not interested. Just show no interest at all. Act like you don't care. Yeah, this one really bothers me. It's like the whole play hard to get. What are you playing hard to get here? 
If you are someone looking to get into a relationship, someone looking for companionship, someone looking for love, why would you pretend you're not interested in that? Yeah. And also, I feel like act like you just don't care. The other person is going to think you don't care. And they're going to move on to someone that does care if they actually are looking for that. I do think like the whole like chasing and playing hard to get that really is like for people that aren't actually looking for serious relationships. Like I know I definitely kind of went to some of those rules in my like 20s because I was clueless and I thought that was like the way to get someone. And also looking back in retrospect, probably just wasn't really ready for like a long-term relationship. Like I was kind of playing the game. And I remember like as soon as I actually showed someone interest back and like wasn't so like, you know, vague and mysterious, that's when things started to happen. It's, I just don't, I don't know. I don't hear that many stories where when someone acts totally uninterested, they actually end up having a relationship with that person. It just never works out that way. And it's always a temporary thing because pickup artists love to do this. You know, they love to give that advice. And that's where this advice really comes from Mm -hmm. is the pickup culture. But it only gets you interest for a second, but it's not a good foundation for a long lasting relationship. So we really hate this one. And uh, Julie, I just realized we're both wearing black today. It's like we're at a funeral for bad advice. We're going to put this one six feet underground, RIP, bad advice. I do think we subconsciously showed up that way. Yes, we did. (laughs) Yes, we did. I think also I do remember a dating coach, like talking to a dating coach when I was going through something pretty serious with my ex. And her advice to me was to like kind of act like I don't care and remove myself. And I'm like, oh my gosh, wait, like, like when I'm like in a serious relationship, I'm like, literally, that is the worst thing I could do. If that's the relationship, it's going to be like, I don't want to be in that relationship. Like, why would I do that? Like, that makes no sense. That's just horrendous. And that's just like bad mixed signals for your partner. They would just think, does she really care about me or not? Right. Like, yeah, so makes bad. No sense. At all stages of a relationship, you should not be doing that advice. Absolutely. You shouldn't be doing that in life. Never pretend you don't no. like something if you like it. <laughs> like, Just don't do that. Another yeah. piece of really bad advice I've heard is these like stereotypical gender roles. Be more feminine oh, so God, he can yeah. be more masculine or lean into your masculinity so she can, she can show her femininity. And I think this is just so bad because essentially what someone's asking you to do is to not be yourself. Right. And along with that advice is like, how do you lean to your femininity? You should um, be more dainty and you shouldn't talk about sports and you should speak more quietly and no etiquette and always wear dresses to dates. And that's not innately who you are. What are you, are you portraying a character here? Also, how archaic is that? Like, first of all, in a world that we live in today where it's not like so heteronormative too like why is it like assigning two specific roles to people like there's people like regardless of your sex regardless of your gender regardless of anything you can have feminine and masculine qualities I don't even like to call them feminine and masculine qualities because it's putting it there at least the things that people traditionally associate with that I think a lot of people have a combination of both it's not just one or the other and that doesn't matter like who you are and to some extent, this 
implies that if you lean into your femininity, you're showing weakness or you're being more demure. Mm -hmm. And if you're leaning into your masculinity, you've all heard this sex advice, just throw her against the wall, just ravish her. And that's not how things work either, because what if your partner doesn't like that? So I also don't like the stereotypes that are implied in those words when used in right. this context. So let's just RIP that too. Like, just murder that shit. <laughs> we don't want that. <laughs> I know. Just find someone that you get along with and vibe and you're equals. I think that really is the world that we're going to is like you hear people say partner. I think partner used to be reserved for same sex couples. Mm-hmm. And it's something that is now kind of just the norm across like all whatever, regardless of what your sexuality is, because there isn't this like imbalance based off of your gender and like what your masculinity or femininity is amen yeah okay the next one that was on the list never talk about religion sex or politics uh okay (laughs) especially in the world we live in today like yeah i need to know that shit right away Also, sidebar, this is going to be a little sidebar, but did you hear about how on Bumble, women are basically, I shouldn't say it's just women, although I think it is that was written up in the article, but basically people have been changing their um, status to conservative, and they're trying to essentially find people that went to the Capitol and what like turn them into the FBI off dating apps, which is crazy. That is the little sidebar. Trying to trap people. Whoa. (laughs) There was someone that put it up in our Facebook group and she's like regardless of what you where you stand on this you got to give women credit for their like you know like reigning it in stalker status and I'm like damn Holy right shit. <laughs> wow and I say uh, stalker not as a bad thing but I was looking up someone with a friend and I found them like within like two seconds and they were like how did you do this and I'm like this is just like survival <laughs> of the fittest this isn't even stalker anymore <laughs> that's just called collecting information right it's protection (laughs) it's protecting yourself but anyways regardless of where you stand i feel like those are it would be a red flag to me if someone was not willing to have a conversation regardless of where they stood on it like i like how can you not be seeing what's going on right now Mm mm-hmm Yep. And why should you limit yourself to certain topics and when other topics are more important to you or when you're passionate about something? Obviously, avoid topics that you don't want to talk about. But there, there's no, again, no universal rule for uh, these are not things you should discuss on a first date. We've actually had questions like this in our Facebook group. Can Should I not talk about politics on a first date? Well, if it's important to you, you better fucking talk about it. Right. <laughs> you know, then you need to get to know the other person. They need to know what you stand for, too. Well, we did have a dating coach actually chime in on the Facebook group. And I remember him saying, like, the point is to avoid conflict and keep your options open. That's why historically, these are topics that were conflict driven. And that's why dating coaches, like he even mentioned, most dating coaches would recommend staying away from these topics. And I think the feedback was like, that is in the like, not in modern day, like, that's traditional world. And I think ultimately, like, it depends how important it is to you, too. Like, for religion, like, if you know that you need to be married to someone of the same religion to you, or, like, you know that religion, like, either two people being atheists or two people being super involved is essential for you, why would you wait till, like, date five to figure that out? If it's not as important to you, maybe then it could wait. And I'm sorry, 
conflict avoidance is a little different than, I guess, date etiquette. To me, like Dr. Alexandra Solomon has said this on our show, who teaches the one of the most popular classes at Northwestern's called Marriage 101. She says relationships are made up of conflicts Mm -hmm. because it's within conflicts where we can observe each other and it's how you navigate your relationship out out of conflict that's most telling. So if you are creating conflict on a first date, it's very telling how the other person reacts to it and how you get out of it. It's, It's only conflict when both people become defensive and make it conflict. A hundred percent. And yeah, I think it's also like if someone doesn't want to talk about it, like asking them why they don't want to talk about it too. And not Mm -hmm. just being like, oh, we're not going to talk about this ever. Like maybe there is a valid reason. I don't want to like discount anyone that's not willing to talk about it too. Like maybe there is something that's going on for them. But until you have that conversation, how would you even know what's happening? Exactly. Communicate. That's it. Uh, Here here comes another one. (laughs) Another piece of bad dating (laughs) advice. This one's kind of a big one. Okay, it might be controversial. It's um, you deserve better. You need to go oh. out there and find someone who you deserve. And I hate the word deserve because it's entitlement. Just because you have your shit together, just because you are high powered individual or whatever, doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you are entitled to everything. You still have to work for it. So this piece of advice really bothers me. And I've heard it from multiple experts and just girlfriends in general who are like, no, you deserve better. You deserve the best. No, you you got to work it takes two people to work in a relationship. So it doesn't just poof just because you have your life together that someone will just be dropped to you by a stork. Like it doesn't work like that. So no, you don't deserve better. You got to work to get better. Also, what does better mean? Yeah. Like it's usually tied to like having a better job or, you know, like being better looking. It's not really stuff that actually matters in a relationship. If someone's treating you like shit, then yeah, maybe you do deserve better for that. But like, I don't think that's usually the isn't the context when people are using it. Like, I think it's usually used in like, uh, go get, you know, go get that cream of the crop type of thing. And also, even in your example of if someone's treating you like shit, you chose to be with that person. So it's not so much you deserve better is that you got to take control and get out of that re- and recognize that right, you need to right. get out of that relationship because it's not like someone's forcing you to be with someone who's toxic to you. So I know there's a, a lot of layers to this and it may be controversial, yeah. but no, there's no, don't feel entitled in life just because you're successful at certain things and you feel like you do, you are in, you know like you deserve better than the average person you don't there's it take still takes effort yeah i mean there are such situations of like domestic abuse and certain For things sure. that do yes. make it hard to get out so i don't want to underline that 100% that it's easy to like just get out and do that but i really don't think that's usually what dating coaches are saying when they're saying you should do better or you deserve better it's usually like some sort of status symbol mhm yeah yeah <laughs> should we take one more quick break before we get into the final ones Yeah, here is a message from our sponsor. 
This episode is sponsored by Via. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom, but did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes, Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. This gummy, wow, it will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. I've been pleasantly surprised by the High Love gummies because it is just the right amount of THC for me to have a good time without feeling sleepy. And hey, if THC is not your thing, Via also offers a wide array of other gummies without it. And everything legally ships in 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. So if you're over 21, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning Dreams THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code DATEABLE at ViaHemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to ViaHemp.com and use the code DATEABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's ViaHemp.com and use the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from ViaHemp. This episode is made possible by Armoire. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out. Listen, I live in Southern California. There is absolutely no need for puffer coats or any sort of those winter jackets. But when I travel anywhere else in the world in these cold months, I'm often burdened with the task of getting winter clothes. And now with Armoire, I can just rent my winter wardrobe. It's brilliant. Right now, our listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash dateable. That is armoire.style spelled A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Next up, Next got another up, one for me, Julie. Oh, I got another one. This one drives me crazy. Don't text back right away. Oh, God. First of all, as someone on the receiving edge, I'm going to lose interest if days and days go by and you're not texting me back. I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, they texted back really quick. I've now lost interest. If I was already mediocre and they text back fast, then maybe. But if I'm into them and they text back fast, that's even better. So it really comes down to like, it's kind of like equating sex in a way. Like people always say that just because you have sex quickly, usually it does it like it. If the relationship wasn't there to begin with, then sex isn't going to help it or it's not going to hurt it. I think texting is kind of the same way. Like if you're texting back really quick and you're giving your all, that's not going to hurt it if it's already on good footing. It goes back to what we said earlier. Why pretend you don't have interest in someone that you have interest in? If you want to text them back, you should text them back. That's common courtesy. Of course, if you are not really into them and maybe you're trying to delay this text or you're trying to tell them something that they may not want to hear. Okay, I understand that. But this is in the context of like trying to gain interest and try to win over someone. It just, again, it's like this temporary 
fix that may may gain their attention for one hour. <laughs> They're like, oh, right. this person's interesting. But then it you're not building a strong relationship at all. No. I hate that one because I've done it. <laughs> I've done it. I've been like counting down the hours, you know? Oh, it's only been an hour. I'm going to wait another hour. Can I make it another hour? Oh, no, I'm going to make it three hours. What's it doing for you? It, it's just creating more anxiety in my own body. And then if they're doing it and then you do it, oh, you basically just become in like this endless loop of no one showing their face and their feelings for each other. And that just dies, basically. I used to think of this, um, <laughs> I had this idea for an SNL skit where two people are competing to see how delayed they can text each other back to the point where like one person, it takes like a year. Yeah, <laughs> basically, that's what's going to happen. It's just going to keep, like everyone just like outdoes each other. Like, oh, yeah. they waited an hour. I'm going to wait three hours. Two hours yeah. <laughs> they waited 10 years. I'm going to wait 20, bitches. Right. <laughs> Right. Oh, God. That is such a turnoff. Such a turnoff. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. And we're all so much on our phones these days. Come on. Like, don't take that long to text back. I think also, too, it was like back in the day that was to show that you had a life. Mm -hmm. And I think now, like you were saying, everyone's on their phone. So you could still have a life. People are going to know if you're just not texting them. Yeah, it's just fucking rude. <laughs> just don't do it. Right. And like, if it. you don't see it for an hour, that's one thing. But if you like see it and then purposely don't respond an hour later, like you're just fucking with yourself and them. Yeah, I can't deal with that. No, murder okay. that too. Let's murder okay. that. Bearing that. This is my last one. This one really irks me too, especially geared towards women. I've heard this advice is don't come off too intimidating. Don't talk about your accomplishments, your career. Don't talk about anything you've done that he may find competitive for him. And just only talk about like food and travel, you know, the neutral things. (laughs) I hate that so much. Why is is that even a piece of advice that has gotten through all filters? Like, I hate that. My God. Yeah, that you only have one more, but we could probably go on for this one a little because this is bad, bad advice. I think also it's like I've been I don't know. It's like one of those things like if you if that's not who you are and why would you want someone to like fall for someone that you're not in a way like you're going to just suppress your career ambitions because now you have someone interested in you like that's kind of messed up. Yeah. And then I, you know, I always hear like um, women say, well, I'm. I have a bad time dating because men find me intimidating. So then it becomes an excuse, right? Like, oh, men find me intimidating. And I just don't think that's a one that's not an accurate excuse. And if someone finds you intimidating, obviously they're not the right partner for you, especially in a world now where we're all sort of like champions for each other, which I would hope that there is no such thing as intimidation. It's more about growth, right? That's someone, you you meet someone who challenges you to grow and to be better, not someone that you are scared of. Yeah. I mean, I think also it's like one of those things that I don't think, I agree that like maybe you don't bring that to a date to talk about work the entire time because then it can start to feel networking and there isn't like romantic attraction per se when it's like a networking event. That's not because you mm-hmm. have a high power job or you love what you do. And I think you can like bring in what you love about your job, but like everything else, it needs to be balanced with other topics because at the mm-hmm. end of the day, like a date and romantic partnership is 
supposed to be fun. It's supposed to alleviate stress. You want someone that's going to support your ambitions, of course, but it can't be like a job interview either or like a networking event. Well, yeah. So this is specifically uh, related to a girlfriend of mine who is a successful startup founder who hired a matchmaker slash dating coach to help her with her profile. And the coach specifically told her not to say what she does. Uh, instead, she had her change her occupation to nurse or teacher. So oh, those God. were least intimidating and um, said that her match rate would go up and that men would be would find her more appealing and attractive. And I almost threw up when she told me this, because first of all, I was like, you're paying thousands of dollars for this matchmaker right. who's telling you to undermine everything you've done in your life. <laughs> and two, why, why, if a guy can't handle what you have currently accomplished, then you're, you're basically, it's like bamboozling someone to, into your life and then right. being like, ooh, sorry, I, I lied. What is she going to say when she's like, I'm not a nurse? Like, how exactly. is that gonna- Exactly. Who cares about that? That's the other thing. It's not a numbers game. You're not trying to match with as many people as possible. You're just trying to get the right matches. Exactly. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. Really bothers me with that one. Yeah. I mean, I think it's definitely something that I've thought about too. It like goes through my head a lot. Like, is it going to be intimidating that we do this podcast? Like, is that going to be intimidating? And now I've kind of gotten to the point that I'm like, I'm just going to put it out early because I would rather someone be on board with it and excited by it and not turned off by it because it's not like it's a, like it's a part of my life. Like I'm not going to just shut things off. That's like who I am. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely talk about the podcast. Should be proud of it. It's <laughs> such a big part of who you are. All right. Those are top bad dating advice that we've heard from dating experts and coaches all around. We love to hear some bad advice you've gotten throughout the years. Definitely reach out to us either on Instagram at Datable Podcast or uh, email us hello at datablepodcast.com. Also, if you love us because we love you, please give us a good rating in Apple Podcasts. That five stars goes a long way for us. It's like mm-hmm. ammunition and fuel for what we do and we can just keep cranking out even better content, faster content with awesome guests all the way through. So thank you for those of you who've given us reviews. If you haven't yet, super simple. Apple Podcasts, just five stars and maybe write a little something, like a little love note to us. We appreciate that. (laughs) We read them all. We love them. (laughs) I think one other thing is, yeah, like if you're already in the Facebook group, we know Janice, our moderator, is going to put a post up about the worst dating advice you've ever gotten. So look forward to seeing ones there. Just a reminder too that we have the love in the time of corona group is our free facebook group and then the sounding board is the group when you want to take it up a notch and you want to really get those connections and you want to really develop and deepen yourself when it comes to dating your relationship so look out though if you're not already in the facebook group definitely join in all righty let's wrap this up stay dateable The Dateable Podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Want to continue the conversation? First, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter with the handle at Dateable Podcast. 
Tag us in any post with the hashtag StayDateable, and trust us, we look at all of those posts. Then head over to our website, datablepodcast.com. There you'll find all the episodes as well as articles, videos, and our coaching service with vetted industry experts. You can also find our premium Y series where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. We're also downloadable for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Overcast, Stitcher Radio, and other podcast platforms. Your feedback is valuable to us, so don't forget to leave us a review. And most importantly, remember to stay dateable.